What's up, everyone? We are back. This is a major motion podcast, episode 24. What's something good about 24? Uh, damn, you know what I should have done for 23? It's like, oh, wait, no. no ah, damn it. I just spoiled <laughs> it for next week. Because what's the SpongeBob thing? It's like, you know what's better than 24? 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> damn it. Well, all right. When I do that for next episode, pretend like you're hearing it for the first time. But I don't know what, what what's good. Oh, it's Kobe. It's our Kobe, Kobe episode going going from our Jordan yeah, episode go. to our Kobe yeah. episode. All right, that works. Yeah. I salvaged it. We're good. There you go. I am Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at Nationals Ace. He is Fox. You can follow him on Twitter at Fox Film Fanatic and the show at Major Motion Cast. And we are reviewing the Matrix Resurrections today. Uh just a, a little tease off the top. No fucking clue. <laughs> None. None whatsoever. Don't know how I'm going to talk about that. No, no clue. And this is so, probably not just for the for this movie too. It's probably for the whole the whole series. Oh yes. So again, <laughs> an, another tease, another preface before we get into you know TNT and our review and all that stuff. I watched. So I, I'd seen the first one before, but I watched two and three for the first time this weekend, and then obviously I watched four, the newest one, the one we're reviewing today. So mm-hmm. my brain is fucking fried with <laughs> just the. Uh, not misunderstanding, just flat out not understanding. Like <laughs> misunderstanding implies that you understood it, but understood it incorrectly. I right. just didn't understand it completely. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be an interesting review. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be leaning on on Fox heavily <laughs> to, to get me through this. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will be that sounding board for the audience and the listeners, just asking Fox questions because I have fucking no clue. And maybe there's some of the, your questions as well. So just a, a little tease for how today's review is going to go. But uh, Fox, how are you doing? How was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was uh, stolen by the Grinch. No. <laughs> well, ladies that and gentlemen, I caught Grinch COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Got COVID, man. I, I, and, you know, I, I've been careful this whole time. But, you know, last week I caught it last weekend and I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna just it was takes a one stupid person. Yeah, it took one stupid person for sure. I was like, you know, I'm gonna just hang out for his birthday weekend and shit celebrating birthdays and yep somebody somebody had it and then i found out the next day i had it and i was like oh you motherfuckers then the funny thing is i found out she, well, this person found out fairly quickly and i was like well you found out kind of quick did you have it this whole weekend <laughs> and and that's kind of the thing i was worried about too i was like this per- this this fucking person probably knew the day before because she got tested or something and still did it and yeah, and still just went out. I was like, all right, fuck it. Uh, I'll just I'll just wait for the test. And then lo and behold, everybody else gets it. It's funny because it was like literally everybody we were around got it. So definitely somebody over there was responsible. Somebody over there is the bat uh, catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're feeling now. We're, we're feeling, feeling now, we're feeling though. good. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah, I hadn't. Luckily, I, I barely had any symptoms. I know a lot of people are, I would, you know, to say I'm vaccinated, got booster shot and whatnot. So I guess I should credit it to the to the to the science and the and the tools that they have out there that I didn't get it as horribly as other people. So fortunate enough for that. But yeah, I barely had any symptoms. It felt like a head cold, like just slight congestion. I was like, I don't even know if I'm really sick. But thank God, I, 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 I that was all I had to deal with because others, everybody else around me who got it had fevers, head, uh, aches and chills and whatnot. I was like, thank God, I didn't have to deal with that. But yeah, pretty pretty chill now. I'm normal. Haven't had any symptoms last three four days, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, there's a uh, a lot of horror stories out there for sure. 
So yeah. I, I'm glad uh, you're feeling better and it's relatively mild uh, in comparison. I saw you, uh, you know, thirsting over some uh, females <laughs> and whatnot. I had to spray you. So I figured you were doing you're doing all right. But definitely good to, to hear that, you know, we're good, though. But yeah. did, were, were you able to, uh, you know, celebrate Christmas uh, in some capacity or did you kind of just shut it down? I mean, the only thing I mean, I'm, you know, you're, you're isolated for like 10 days. And I know they switched it up on us. The CDC was like, oh, well, it's five days. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's whatever's <laughs> convenient to the rich people. <laughs> yeah. Just like, not not me. <laughs> yeah, not me either. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I was inside and I just I mean, I was in my room the whole time. And I mean, I probably what did I have? I had, you know, the nothing but cakes. Yo, that that place is fucking good. I mean, no free ads, yeah. but that place is really it, fucking good. It is. Then that's that's basically what I was doing. I was eating but uh, little buntinis and watching Jingle You're all the way. But <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, how you got yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's how. That's definitely how I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but you got know, I, was, I think eating that completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, just conjunctivitis of the eye. But um, yeah. <laughs> And I think eating ass boosts your immune system. So I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's no science against it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. So until, fact, they, it, until they show me the data, then I'm I'm saying otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Just watch it. Just... It's a cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just eating, just eating cake and watching Jingle all the way. <laughs> Literally eating cake. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no wonder you're too... telling people to wash y'all ass. <laughs> yeah, because you got to get it prepped. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> we're coming. Yeah, this is early. This is early in the review. <laughs> hey, we're getting out of the way now. Yeah, get it out of the way. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it, one of my favorite tweets of all time. Just because. Mm-hmm. I can always appreciate when people are more clever than I am. Cause I like to, I pride myself in being clever, you know, being witty. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in my own mind, you know, I, I entertain myself uh, to, you know, qu- quite a bit, but one of my favorite tweets of all time, it's like, why do, why do females take such scalding hot showers? And someone quoted it and it was like, well, the meal's got to cook. And I was like, you, you know what? You know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Valid point. Valid point. That's a good that one. That is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good You know, touche, my friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So good. I, I hope, well, I would come to expect our listeners know what they're getting at, at this point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Like, let, let's be real. All right. But anyways, anyways like I said matrix resurrections today um res erections <laughs> sorry i'm sorry oh boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were getting yeah i don't know we were going off the rails and i felt like let me just take us off the cliff <laughs> it's like well, fuck it why not yeah i also i've come to realize you do a great spray bottle impression <laughs> i sound like i'm tickling a cat like when I do mine, <laughs> like I can't fucking do it. <laughs> <You're kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't fucking, or I like sound like a sprinkler. It's like, <laughs> like I can't, 
I can't, yeah. I can't do a spray bop. Yeah. Like how <laughs> yeah. the fuck do you do? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> he's just crinkling paper. That's good. That's all he's doing. Can you do impressions or impersonations or no? Yeah, I can do some impersonations. I mean, the, the main one I can, I mean, the most popular one I do is Barack Obama's, but yeah, I, might, I can, I can do some impressions. And... <laughs> I forgot about you. <laughs> oh boy. <Yeah. laughs> I forgot about that. That one's pretty good. Um, yeah, the only so, yeah. one I only one I've been ever been able to do is Patrick Starr. I can only do certain <laughs> certain ones. It's funny because it's it's like not he's not obscure, but it's like just somebody you don't think of when you think of hey, I can do an impression. <laughs> it's like like imagine putting like impressionist on your resume, and someone's like, oh, impressionist, like who can you do? And the yeah. first one you roll out is Patrick Starr. <laughs> Patrick. Like, I would you're hired like I mean if that's what we're rolling with you're hired oh, but speaking of things I respect yeah the, the TikToks of the people who can do you know uh, I follow this one guy he did like a Christmas TikTok it's a uh, Vince Vaughn Mark Wahlberg and uh, Brad Pitt <laughs> talking to each other and he like oh, nails all three of them and then this other guy I'm a huge Matthew McConaughey fan and he like um you know how people will put in the comic comments, do this about this or whatever. Yeah. So he'll talk about a certain situation, but do the McConaughey accent. And it's, I think one of them was uh, describe or do the Captain America speech from Endgame in Matthew McConaughey's accent, like shit like that. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, that shit always kills me. And it's like, how the fuck do you get so talented? Like, I guess it's just like hearing and repeating. Yeah. But you have to also have to have like that kind of voice, but like then people completely change it. It makes no sense. Like it just it it sucks seeing people so much more talented than you are, <laughs> but at the same time you respect it. Yeah, that's kind of like how how I operate. I don't any, and I don't even think I've actually heard somebody do an impression of Brad Pitt because <laughs> he's such a regular kind of guy. But yeah, he it's very like. Uh normal almost yeah. but at the same time like he, he nails it and yeah it's I, like it, once you I, hear it you're like oh yeah that's brad pitt <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's like there are some like inflections of his because he is sort of monotone yeah but it's a very distinct voice it's not like a boring monotone like monotone has that connotation of being boring but it's like yeah no he he's just it's so steady maybe that's a better word for it. it's like such a steady voice which a, a lot of great actors have like uh you know the audience or, or people are always shocked right when mm -hmm. an actor can sing and not all oh, yeah. actors can sing trust me but uh we're looking know, at you, The Rock. Shock. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was uncalled for, sir. <laughs> um, but people are always shocked, right? And, and you know, it, it's not that surprising because actors have to have such a steady voice. I mean, they they talk yeah. for a living, right? right? So it's like you know they, they have to have such a steady voice, and you know they have like voice coaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. and and whatnot but like brie I'm, larson every now and then people are like oh what brie? even though she's like posting you know singing videos on her instagram and stuff like that but people forget brie larson singing it's like yeah fuck yeah like that's quite literally the reason i fell in love with her like <laughs> she, she, she's always been able to sing i didn't i didn't know she could sing i never heard i never yeah. actually heard her sing i think i think I it was scott pilgrim up, is oh uh, yeah is that one yeah but th there's okay. been more instances of, of okay. that as well 
but yeah she's like you know she can play the guitar she's doing taylor swift covers on her instagram i'm like god (laughs) insert the uh yeah what's homeboy's (laughs) name uh who plays professor x in the james mcavoy james mcavoy you know the one where he's like sweating and fanning himself oh yeah yeah that that, that was me right now yeah yeah Yeah, oh that is wet (laughs) i haven't seen wanted in a long time i just saw that oh my god i I can't remember if i like that movie or not I think it's a I think it's a fun movie. I don't know if it's like great, but it's an enjoyable, especially Angelina Jolie. And I mean, like, well, I mean, she ever anything bad? Spray me down twice, sir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like James. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, th- that's like where I love to be in those just those fun movies. I'll rewatch fun movies more yeah. than I'll rewatch the great movies or the movies I have highly rated for whatever yeah. reason. Because I think, like, I, I always talk about the, the rewatchability of movies, right? And it's like, if a great movie is rewatchable, then it's, you know, one of the best of all time. At least in my book, obviously, all movies yeah. are subjective. That's kind of the point of art in general. But there are movies that just aren't great, but are super rewatchable. Like, there, it does right. go both ways. And I love those movies because, like, you don't have to be so heavily invested in them, like, you know, uh, I, I feel like such a nerd, especially coming off a, a review last week, you know, where I talked for two and a half hours about Spider-Man and like <laughs> everything that, that goes into like the comic books and stuff. But mm-hmm. I do like kind of unplugging, just watching the, those movies like um, oh, to take it back, you know, to, to Christmas. So I watched Jingle all the way for the first time. Yeah. And then I kind of did this new thing. So I went from Jingle all the way to. Uh, love actually because I, I meant to watch i was gonna watch love actually right and then uh i was like oh fox said jingle all the way i haven't seen it yet i'll watch that but then i went back and watched love actually so i went jingle all the way love actually but then i i was like oh i'm gonna take an actor or actress from love actually because it's a very you know it's an ensemble yeah and i was like he was playing to choose something i'm gonna take one actor and actress and do one of their movies so i went from love actually to begin again which is kiera knightley and it's Mark Ruffalo. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Kind of a rom-com e movie. Uh, it's good, though. It's on Netflix. Okay. Actually, might be my streaming recommendation. Who knows? Um, so I went from that. And then I went from uh, Begin Again to Now You See Me, which is Mark Ooh. Ruffalo. And then I did Now You See Me to Now You See Me 2, obviously. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the reason I bring this up is because Now You See Me and Now You See Me 2 aren't particularly good movies, but they're extremely watchable, rewatchable yeah like they're just so fun and entertaining it's like magic it sounds so stupid especially now it's like oh magic like fucking playing cards is different from the magic like fucking dr strange and stuff so it just seems so stupid (laughs) but why are those movies so entertaining i don't know but they are and i love watching them so that was my long-winded answer of you know how i got to from point a to point b in my mind (laughs) but i do love those two movies now you see me and also just because that's mainly because I was a big fan of magic just as a kid. So and that always appealed to me. Oh, yeah. I I, <laughs> uh, I just feel like, uh, God, what's the actor's name? I'm struggling with names today. He plays the, the <laughs> no, the FBI agent and Ant-Man who's like obsessed with the card card tricks. And oh, then he shit. does the card trick in WandaVision. <laughs> uh, Damn. He's also Asian Jim from The Office. 
Uh, People probably Rod- recognize his face. Rod- shit. Randall. Randall Park. Park. Yeah, Randall Park. Yeah. But, you know, Randall Park and Ant-Man, he, or the second one, I think, it's like uh, Paul Rudd does a card trick. He's like, wait, how'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like that That's how I feel when I'm watching <laughs> Magic. It can be the most simplest card trick. I'm like, wait, how'd you do that? Like, yeah. I am so <laughs> invested. It's like, I, I need to know how. Like, I, yeah. And I've, I've talked about this on the show, too. I just I have like uh, a, such an innate sense of uh, FOMO, like fear of missing out, that I need to know the answer. Like if, if there's a commercial... <laughs> For a season finale of a show I have never seen a single second of, and they tease a cliffhanger at the end. I fucking want to know. I want to know what happens like that. (laughs) And I'm sure I'm not the only one, but it's like I could not give two shits about that the show. But if you tease something that happens in the show, I want to know what happens. So it's like you know, apply that to card tricks. It's like I want to know how you fucking did that. Like it. Tell me. (laughs) So those movies are highly entertaining for me too. So. Show some respect for magic, everyone who's shitting on magic. Yeah, magic haters. Magic haters, anti-magic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we've rambled on yeah. long enough. Let's get into TNT. We didn't do TNT last week. Obviously, we talked plenty about Spider-Man, so we've got a couple good trailers to uh, talk about today. Uh, mine, I want to talk about The Northman, um, kind of a um, movie that, we didn't see coming which not that like every great movie is uh forecasted or whatever like uh, i've printed out the list of movies that are coming out in 2022 and obviously you know the big ones uh, your comic book releases and major franchise releases and whatnot but i I do appreciate the ones where it's like oh fuck i didn't this wasn't on my radar at all because again it's more of like a pleasant surprise and this is what uh that was northman from acclaimed director Robert Eggers, kind of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Newbie, pompous? No, 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 no. <laughs> but just like, because this is I, I, I didn't just make that up. This is in the review or the uh, synopsis. It's like from acclaimed director Robert Eggers. It's like, all right, that that's you know, pompous, right? That is that what is that what I'm looking for? You might be, yeah. I think yeah. full of yourself, whatever. Yeah, The Northman is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his mur- murdered father. It is directed by Robert Eggers, who, listen, I've talked about, you know, having respect for people much more talented than you, uh, or myself, I should say. Uh, I would, you know, go to assume Robert Eggers falls into that category. Acclaimed director, though. Nah. A little bit of a stretch. Uh, he did the lighthouse, which some people liked. I, you know, had no clue what was going on. He also did the witch, which uh, is a very ambiguous ending movie and kind of a slow burn. So some people liked it, some people hated it. But those are really the two movies. So it's like, can you be an acclaimed director after two movies? I don't know. He's probably I mean, listening to, he's listening to the show and probably hating me. <laughs> yeah exactly he's like what does this guy know but i think yeah. i think they're just going off the fact that both of those movies that he's done before the northman have just been you know critically and widely praised so that's the, that's probably the main reason because i think wow. i think the the witch had like 90 percent or something like that on rotten tomatoes i was like that movie wasn't well, fuck that rotten good. tomatoes first and foremost <laughs> yeah and that's the thing but- I, they, you know studios lean on rotten tomatoes so they have yeah. to take into that take that into consideration yeah, 
but it's just like it's it's a quite the god what is the word i'm fucking i, I feel for? like i know what the word you're looking at i mean thinking of because i'm thinking that same shit and i i don't know what it is conceited i guess maybe maybe there's an i think there's another word though but like you know i, I get trying to you know promote yourself and listen you've put out two good movies so it's like use that to your advantage i get that but like i mean we're, we're uh <laughs> pretentious you know. Yeah, I guess pretend. I think that's. I think that one fits better. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I'm looking for. But anyway, that, that's besides the point. The trailer yeah. though looks fucking awesome. It. I mean, I am uh, all for this kind of stuff. Like it's Game of Thronesy, uh, and I think that <laughs> that comparison might you know rub people the wrong way now. But it's like just that barbaric Viking. Like there's a ton of shows like that. There's a show called Vikings that I started watching. It. It's pretty good and. Uh, I think Black Sails is, is another one, but it's just like this barbaric kind of, uh, it's a throwback, but it's not like a period piece. And I think, you know, that's what makes it work. Cause it's like, it's obviously a different time. Same reason like Gladiator works, right? Because it's a period right. piece, but it's not all like political and drama. It's like, you get the action, just the brutality of the time. And I think this falls into that. Also, a stacked cast. Alexander Skarsgård is the lead. Anya Taylor Joy, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman. Uh, is it Bjork? Is that how you say her name? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, more that you'll uh, uh, recognize as you go through. What do you think of the trailer? I thought it looked pretty good. You know, movies of that that genre necessarily probably aren't in my top five of you know interest but i think it looks pretty good and i think just the i like the idea of an uh, a revenge story being told in kind of a new package because there are lots of revenge movies out there but to see it in this kind of setting and this time and uh this kind of in this nature it's i think it's a little bit more appealing you know just taking something old taking the old idea putting it in a new way but it's still set in a a familiar familiar territory i think that's pretty interesting yeah i would agree so uh this is coming out april 22nd of 2022 again looks good like it i'm all for the brutal barbaric kind of uh adaptations to to screen and it looks good and i I will say for acclaimed director robert eggers that's the (laughs) only way i'm going to refer to him from now on um yeah and uh like with his style i just shit on him for the witch and lighthouse being you know his only two movies but those are i did see both of them his his style does come through it's a very both of those movies are very ambiguous and the kind of a slow burn so i would hope that this is a departure from that because I do think you can be ambiguous without necessarily making it so, uh, you know, dragged out. Yeah. It's like, you can kind of feel like you can kind of make the pacing better. And I think a a great way to do that is action because once action starts, you kind of forget, you know, Mm -hmm. how long, how much time has passed because obviously there, there's a lot going, excuse me, I'm the hiccups. There's a lot going on. Uh, throughout the action that kind of you know breaks it up and not that you only want to have action there needs to be a story there too 
but it, it does help that. So I do think he has an opportunity with this that he can, you know, kind of help his pacing is kind of the point I'm getting to because yeah. with the, with the witch, it, it's more of a, like a horror and, you know, the same way you can break up, uh, you know, or help your pacing and kind of break up the movie is with those like high intensity scenes, like the, not necessarily jump scares, but just the, you know, the music and you can, you know, as an audience, you can tell something's going to happen and not everyone wants to do it. I see horror is becoming more of a, uh, um, like creative. What's the word I'm looking for? God, I am off my game today. Creative directive. No direction. Yeah. Creative direction, I guess, but the horror genres, you know, open to interpretation uh, and as far as like what you do with it. So like, I can understand why he chose to go more ambiguous versus like the jump scares and the high intensity moments and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The lighthouse kind of same thing. It was like this, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like this horror (laughs) drama, but it kind of had a very weird ending and I don't know. But anyways, long story you know a long way of getting to my point it's just like i hope he breaks it up with action and you know it helps his pacing a little bit because i do think that's a kind of a recurring problem through his first two movies that i hope doesn't impact this one because this is a story at least for me personally again movies are subjective art is subjective but this is a movie for me personally that i would like to uh you know kind of sit watch and just be entertained for two and a half hours yeah you would think like having a viking seeking revenge you would hope that there's plenty of action to keep you interested and not just a bunch of dialogue in them throughout the whole first hour and a half or hour or so you're like damn where's the action so hopefully he does step it up i agree yeah what's your trailer yeah i got a uncharted this this is the second trailer i don't even know if we we talked about the first one and um Mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't really know how i felt about that one i think this one I warmed up just a little bit more too of the idea of Tom Holland being uh, Nathan Drake, especially since they're obviously they want they're invested in Tom Holland to be, you know, Nathan for the next in a trilogy or something franchise. Yeah, exactly. They they kind of want a young they want a young guy. So it it, it makes sense. And And I like Tom Holland, but so so i am warmed up to the idea of him being nathan and i hope to see the if there's more i hope to see the growth and progression of this character and but i'm also still on the fence about mark Wahlberg being sully but and not that i hate mark Wahlberg, i just don't uh, i don't know if i can still mesh with that with that idea of him being sully just because i i know exactly we already know exactly who sully is and in the voice and his behavior and i just hope he can capture that essence because i think it's a lot easier for somebody like tom holland to be uh this character drake than it is for somebody like mark Wahlberg to be sully who i, I don't know because sully in the video game for those who don't know he kind of has this j jonah i mean <laughs> j jonah jameson person persona or this um oh my god what was his name again jk simmons uh, jk simmons yeah he he, he kind of has that jk simmons uh presence so and you don't think of mark Wahlberg <laughs> if you're trying to compare another actor which but like i said they're building this and it's kind of from the beginning and more like a a prequel than a actual picking up where the where we know this where we're already familiar with the story but i think it looks decent i don't know if it'll be great a lot of video games are tough a lot of video games are tough to turn into a movie um what was the last 
what was the last video game? I think Rampage was probably the last one with, um, where people. I mean, it just kind depends. of enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it depends what you classify. It's because like, is Free Guy a video game movie? Is Pokemon Detective Pikachu a video game movie? Um, but yeah, like I, yeah. Rampage in terms of just like direct like uh, direct adaptations, I think. Right. Yeah, a Free Guy was a good video game movie, but in terms of just being pulled from a direct source, based on right. <laughs> yeah, it, those it's really tough to do because Assassin's Creed, one of the greatest games of all time. You think it'd be easy to make a really good movie for that, but they just they dropped the ball on that one. Rampage is a little easier just because it's a fucking genetic, you know, tr- uh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Genetic engineered ape and everybody right. loves big monsters and that's and the point of, of it is just to destroy what destroy shit yeah that's do, that's yeah. easy to entertain people in, in that regard but yeah I, we'll we'll see how it is i don't i can't think of like i said i can't think of another good true video game movie and that's just speaks to how tough it is the last good game tron movie though legacy oh what's that tron? i like tron legacy that that's a little what's, bit older Oh, that was old. It's a. It's based on that a really old game, right? Then, well, not really old. But. Well, uh, it's. Um, I think it isn't it called Tron, but it's just like the. Fuck, is it called Tron? It's. Tr- if you're thinking well, of Tron, the, it is called I, Tron. I'm I'm thinking of like the game, like what okay, it's based the game. on. Like yeah, the, I don't the, even know where you try to like cross each other up and try to get you try to cut someone off so they run into your your light cycle. What. I remember playing it in elementary school. Like you oh, okay. hijack the computers in school and like play with each other. That you know, that's <laughs> that, yep, that's not how I meant it. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, I, I did like that movie. It's Jeff Bridges, and I don't even know who the main actor's name is. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was actually based on a real video game. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, it's just tough to make those video games. I think the movie will be decent. I don't know how great it'll be. Um, what do you what, you got any feelings toward this trailer? So I, to me, this is just like I know what I'm getting with this movie, and yeah. there's a lot of movies like that. And I talked about you know to talk about or to bring it back to something I talked about before. It's just like those not great movies, but are highly rewatchable. Like that's what I expect from this. Yeah. If this movie is highly rewatchable, that's all I'm looking for. But if it's, you know, not rewatchable, well, it's not like the plot's going to save it. So it's like, you know, and that's the problem with, you know, the inherent problem with doing video game movies. It's like the video games are so acclaimed because you have this fleshed out story over 15, 18 hours in story mode. And you're trying to condense all of that into two hours. Like it's just impossible. Uh, We talked when we did Free Guy, we talked about, you know, video game movies want to see on the big screen. You talked about Uncharted. I talked about uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which, you know, very samurai and like you could see it like I can see how it would be adapted to fit the, you know, the big screen. But at the same time, I'm also kind of anxious about it because it did get announced at this point that they are doing a movie from it. But I'm anxious about it because it's like, it's, you know, one of the best story mode games ever, ever. And I'm not, it's not, that's not just my opinion. That's like the widely, uh, you know, recognized opinion on it. It's like, how can you take a 20 hour story mode and condense it into two hours? Like, I just don't think you can, at least not well. And if you do that, you need to do it over a trilogy. It seems like three is the magic number. You know, everyone wants to do a trilogy, which is fine, you know, to each their own. But at least that's, 
six, seven hours as opposed to two. So it's like, I think, you know, that's also been the problem for so many video game movies that have come before. It's like they try to take 20 hours into two where it's like 20 hours into seven. If you're doing maybe three movies, that's a little bit more realistic, but, you know, shrinking it by 200% or whatever the math is there. It's like, I don't even know how you do that. But as someone who has never played the Uncharted games, it's like, what what are we looking for from the characters of Drake and Sully? Like, I know, Sully, you said it's kind of a, a J.K. Simmons uh, persona, which I kind of know what you're going for. Is there like someone in Hollywood that you would have preferred to see in this role as opposed to Mark Wahlberg? Like, what what would have uh, kind of fit that persona in your mind? Yeah, so, I mean, since they're clearly taking a different creative direction, it's it, like I would have to we would all because a lot of people would pick the same people if we didn't know they were you know trying to create this young version. So everybody right. would be thinking J.K. Simmons and everybody would be thinking uh, the guy who actually does the voice of Nathan to be the actual Nathan in this movie. So then if you're if they're trying to start like from the beginning, then I'd, I, I can't even think of who I would want to be that. But it's somebody who is a little has who has some gruff gruffness to them, you know, a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of depth. I don't think Mark Wahlberg has that 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 depth to and and and, and grit. Just it, there's there's just something too. Like when you think of J.K. Simmons, you kind of have he's there's a gruffness to to his uh, yeah his uh his uh I'm trying behavior to and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so it's um and if I, like I, I Tom Hardy maybe he's a little Tom bit of Hardy, better yeah, actor. You know, yeah. The thing is, the downfall would, would be height. <laughs> right, him and but Tom, Tom Holland's <laughs> only like five seven, five eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, two short guys. You got to be intimidated by somebody. Well, Mark Wahlberg can't be that tall. Yeah, he's not that tall either. So that's another problem with his character. Oh, but I don't know how. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even. You know, you know, Dylan O'Brien. I'm not talking about for Sully, for, uh, for Sully. But do you know the actor Dylan O'Brien? He was in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like he would be good just for Nathan Drake. I would if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably pick him. But um, okay. Tom um, Holland's hot right now. That's the only difference. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, I remember talking about this uh, the uh, the Last of Us series that's going to be on HBO yeah. with, with our friend Ryan Shack. Uh, for those that you know follow me on Twitter and, and know Half Street Height, um, but they, they cast um, Pedro Pascal as the lead in that. Mm-hmm. And he is obviously coming off the Mandalorian and, you know, other ventures. He's not, it was Wonder Woman uh, 84, even though that movie fucking stunk. Um, you know, he, so he was hot right now and that's why HBO cast him. So it's like, I get, he might not be the best casting, but it's like from the studio standpoint, and I'm not going to be a studio defender here, but I see what they're trying to do. It's like, all right, you have all of this momentum, you know, already built up let's fucking use that as opposed to trying to build it on our own so i understand like you know from the studio's perspective but also it's like i'm never going to be opposed to tom holland taking other lead roles because i want to see him do other stuff in spider-man because hopefully that um you know alleviates some of the burnout from spider-man like he gets to do other shit too yeah that's true yeah they got to find their um find somebody who's who's on the hot streak right now and keep and keep the franchise keep the franchise alive mark Wahlberg's 5'8 as well yeah so, he's short so Pretty he's short. the same height as tom holland 
Let's look up Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's 5'9". So there you <laughs> go. Fixed your problem. Oh, here's another one. What's that? What about Daniel Craig? As a as a casting for Sully? Yeah. Yeah, actually that's actually that's not that's not a bad idea. He just came up when I searched uh Tom Hardy's height. <laughs> You know, it'd be real cool if it Robert Downey. I would accept Robert Downey Jr. Of course, he's even though he's a little bit older. I think, you know, it's kind of tough to determine who's older. Well, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg is not young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> you could also do like a Christian Bale. Yeah, I, I'm just going to all the British actors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, something Hollywood is British at this point. Mark, obviously, he fits that whole action action hero. Uh, cut out whatever so of course i can understand them picking him but i don't know obviously i don't know the story either so maybe if i see more of the movie and know the story i'd be like okay i can see why y'all picked mark Wahlberg. just right now i don't i don't see it <laughs> especially because they gave him that that iconic Sorry, mustache at the end of the trailer they gave him that mustache that sully's right. known for and i'm like that that doesn't help too much but i'm glad y'all did that but it's still weird yeah mark Wahlberg is too much as himself for a role like where he's playing a character of someone else yeah. like he needs to play a character with no source material at least that's my opinion just because he's so well known as mark Wahlberg. colin but, farrell i think i okay, would pick colin I, I, I was saying i was saying colin <laughs> no, saying at think... first and i was like <laughs> no no no, that's not right uh, i know this yeah colin farrell <laughs> he was really good in the gentleman i think he'd be a good sully <laughs> okay that's probably who i would pick i see where you're going for yeah. but christian bale this motherfucker has the most English name I have ever heard in my life. How the fuck did we not know sooner that he was British? His name, Christian Charles Philip Bale. Oh, shit. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this, this motherfucker's a prince. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, he's damn. the fucking Duke of Wales. Like, of, yeah. course, he, of course he's British. Oh, fuck. He actually was born in Wales. Yeah, like, he was born in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's oh man <laughs> that's besides the point but oh man but speaking of which you know everyone's like oh christian bale is british it happens every year fucking benedict wong being british <laughs> had no fucking clue that one got me no fucking clue oh, like, he man. plays wong in, in doctor strange for those who don't know who i'm talking about he's british had no fucking clue did not see that coming whatsoever so <laughs> i got got yeah, for a long time I didn't I didn't know either, but and that still shocks me just to hear it because it's not he's not somebody I see all the time, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It's amazing who you uh, when you find out who's actually not American. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I made the comment earlier, kind of like sarcastically, but Hollywood very much is British. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Well, not that I don't understand, but it's just like it's just crazy to see how many prominent actors are British. Like they, it, they got they breed the best actors. I don't know what it is. Some they drinking something else over there. They got all the great actors over there. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's get into news. Uh, my news. You know, I gotta do it. You know, I gotta, especially <laughs> ne- with me not knowing shit about the Matrix. I gotta <laughs> talk about something I do know. Just you know, for my own self esteem. So I'm gonna go back to Marvel, as you kind of expected. I want to talk a little bit more about Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness because there are, uh, you know, a ton of rumors surrounding this movie, and then there were the the news that. Uh, they're undergoing extensive extensive reshoots uh, 
and uh you know rewriting scripts and ever and obviously that you know came around the time of it being pushed from february to may so everyone's like whoa 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 what the fuck's going on like you know are we in trouble no actually very much the opposite they are rewriting the script to not that there was any problem beforehand but to make it better to make it more awesome the latest news coming out is that there's going to be a shit ton of cameos in it and at this point we've seen the first trailer it was a post-credit scene for no way home so if you haven't seen no way home yet uh you know sorry that's one of the post-credit scenes but also it's been released online so i don't feel so bad about telling you that but you know with the the trailer we see you know dr strange variants we see uh probably a a a mordo variant who was kind of the sidekick turned villain in the first doctor strange and and whatnot but apparently we're going to get a shit ton of cameos and the rumor is we're going to see cameos from uh i can say it right because they're just rumors right that they're not plot leaks well yeah well i mean yeah i don't know (laughs) it sucks it'll suck if it comes true though now i'm feeling bad <laughs> yeah this it's a tough line to walk man when it comes to these things it's like you never know uh were you gonna name everybody or you about to name everyone I would, you... well yeah some of the ones <laughs> some of the ones. that have been rumored like it's rumors and there's rumors. not it's not it's not and a sony movie they're right so there was like, nothing confirming there was there like any pictures or anything no 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 no, oh, no like set leaks no, these like are rumors previs where there's like any you know cgi art or whatever <laughs> no 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 nothing okay. like that okay oh okay well, i mean i mean we're, we're yeah we're just talking about rumors <laughs> it's might <rumors>. as well <laughs> okay so i'll pr- if anyone doesn't want to hear this skip ahead i'll i'll, I'll pr- go through this quickly um but it, it's it's going we saw dark dr strange or uh sorcerer supreme dr strange supreme yeah, Doctor Strange Supreme is what he's called. The Dark Doctor Strange from the What If series, live action. Like that was the big kind of reveal in uh, the trailer. It's like Doctor Strange's variants. And obviously we're no stranger to variants now. Like we've seen some in Loki. We've seen some in, in What If, now Doctor Strange. And obviously that was the kind of the whole premise of No Way Home. Like there's Spider-Man variants. And so we're going to continue this variants thing. And one... You know, that that opens the doors to a lot of cameos, which is what, you know, Multiverse of Madness wanted to do, which, ah, fuck, now I'm getting down a rabbit hole. All right, I'm going to finish my thought. Um, the, the cameos that were rumored, Professor X, not James McAvoy, but Patrick Stewart, uh, Captain Carter, who's another uh, what if character. That would be Haley Atwell reprising his role, her, her role, excuse me. And that's been rumored to be in the works now for a while. Uh, Monica Rambeau's uh, Captain Marvel variant, which we saw her get her powers in WandaVision. So it's only a matter of time before we see Tiana Paris reprise her role in some fashion. And then uh, Balder the Great, who's a new character, but it is a big time sorcerer in um in, in the comics or whatnot. And that, those are just some of them. I'm not going to go down all of them, but 
the rumor is they're doing the Illuminati storyline, which the Illuminati, you know, play a big role in, you know, the comics. It's like kind of this uh, group of very powerful beings like Mr. Fantastic's in there. So it's like, do we possibly see a Mr. Fantastic, uh, you know, what's uh, debut in Multiverse Madness? Because we know Fantastic Four is coming. Um, The Illuminati is also a big part of the World War Hulk storyline, which is uh, the rumored uh, next appearance or next movie appearance for uh, Mark Ruffalo because they're finally going to do a Hulk standalone movie uh, again and whatnot. Basically, the Illuminati banishes Hulk off world and, you know, he has like a wife and kid and they both die uh, in the comics, obviously. Marvel's no stranger to adapting comics to kind of twist the the story a little bit, but like then Hulk comes back to earth and basically tries to kill the Illuminati. So there's like, basically we're just getting fucking wacky and it's, I'm all, I'm all for it. Like all the cameos, like people might, you know, not like them, but I appreciate Marvel trying to do something different. And that was my whole, you know, thought on Eternals. It's like, okay, this is different. Shang-Chi was different black widow was exactly the same it was good but it was the same and then obviously no way home is very different from you know uh homecoming or far from home like it's they're just trying to do something different and doing these cameos and variants yeah might might make it tough for the casual watcher to follow but at the same time it's awesome like it's fan servicey but in a way that advances the storyline and kind of just like makes it a mess which is what they're trying to portray it's like you know we're not just dealing with avengers shit anymore we're dealing with like this full you know world morphing consequence of everyone's actions and like you know what just where we're going to now like you can't Mm -hmm. have a uh next saga of marvel movies and not make the consequences um like huge and obviously one way to do that is talk, you know, to talk about the multiverse and, and everything like that. Um, and I've talked about that and I'm probably rambling at this point, but it's just like, I appreciate Marvel doing something different and the cameos and fan service are a way to keep people engaged. I hope they don't go overboard with it, certainly. But if they're in, if they're doing it in an order to in, introduce an Illuminati storyline, all right, let's, let's roll. Like, that's cool. Cause the Illuminati is a very, you know, kind of, powerful group of beings that kind of just kind of dictate shit and and i'm all for it because again you get professor x dr strange um mr fantastic uh i can't remember who else is in there like you get fucking powerful people in there so if that's what they're trying to set up all right then let's fucking roll like let's do it um but just back to my mr fantastic point apparently someone of the four has already been casted we don't know who that's but that's kind of a leak so to speak it's like someone's already been casted so there is the potential to see someone in one of these films that we might not expect but anyways that that's my bit of news it's like (laughs) gear up you have a little bit of a break you have about a five month break till we get multiverse of madness we're not Mm going to get any marvel content since then Mm -hmm. hawkeye just wrapped up so it's like take your break, but get ready to roll come May. Yeah, and if they do, if they if they bring the 
you know, start the Illuminati or bringing in the Illuminati, I'm pretty sure we're going to see Jay-Z and Beyonce show up. It's just bound to happen because <laughs> <laughs> they keep talking about them being an Illuminati. But um, anyway, my news also connects to the MCU, and that's just to recognize the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home uh, managed to be the first billion dollar pandemic movie. And that's without China. So that's just an that's a really impressive feat that uh, to accomplish that in like near record time too. at that. I don't know, like 12 days or something like that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's impressive. I think what is it? Sony's biggest domestic, you know, box office success, too. So uh, it's a it's good news for 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 movie theaters, at least, you know, and I think it's also proof or a testament to the fact that, hey, people still love going to see movies made for theaters in theaters and mm-hmm. yeah i think just just a just a little uh what's it called uh a, a little upside to the movie theater industry for sure and i hope as easy and convenient and in some cases necessary the day and date stuff is yeah i, I do want to get back to how it was before even though i love being able to just watch it at home yeah that's not the way it was intended. Like as much as I love to shit on like Denny Villeneuve and all these people who hate, you know, are so outspoken against day and date because they just sound like old men screaming at cloud. But I do understand their point. Cause like the movie theater industry is such a necessity. It's like movies aren't meant to be watched on, you know, your Shrek TVs and, and your leap <laughs> yeah, frogs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I understand, but you know, as much as people love to shout on Marvel, did did Marvel just save the movie theater business? I don't know. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like they kind of just did your job for you. Yeah. But um, another fun fact I heard about No Way Home. And sorry, I'm getting spoiler, a little spoiler. So spoiler, if you haven't seen No Way Home yet, I hope you have. If you haven't, what are you doing? Um but if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, apparently Tobey Maguire was the last one that they got to come back. It's like, you know, all the villains had agreed to come back. Andrew Garfield was on board and they were still working on Tobey Maguire. And obviously, if you don't have Tobey Maguire, like the whole thing kind of just falls apart. But then obviously they, they got him. But before they even thought about introducing all these people in it, they were going to do a Craven's Last Hunt storyline, which makes mm-hmm. me think... You know, back to our conversation last week, that Craven is going to be one of the next big time villains for Spider-Man because we haven't seen an on-screen adaptation from him yet. Nope. So that that could be something. And Craven's a very brutal villain as well, so that could be could be kind of cool. I'm uh, reading through some more of the the cameo, like the rumored cameos, and I forgot about the big one. You'll appreciate this. Hundred percent, just a rumor, like. I don't know that this would happen because it kind of would feel a a little meta, but uh, Tom Cruise's Iron Man was a rumor going around because he was originally in the running for Iron Man Uh, back in 2008 or whatever. So it's like we could see Tom Cruise's Iron Man or, you know, shit, maybe we get Andrew Garfield back for another cameo. Maybe we get Hugh Jackman back because Hugh Jackman was always you know, the best part of the Fox Marvel movies. Yeah. So, you know, and he's always going to be beloved for that character. Even oh, his bad it, uh, movies. What's up? 
Sorry, I was gonna say, uh, I think Deadpool, right? Deadpool. Yeah, rumor. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm glad you bring that up because people are talking about, oh, well, maybe Multiverse of Madness is a way to introduce Deadpool, and it's like, yeah, you're right. Like that would be a very fitting introduction for Deadpool because we know they're gonna bring Deadpool over. Like they they've said, you know, the Deadpool franchise is not done with, so it's just like a matter of doing it in the right way because obviously all of this, you know, intertwines and intersects and stuff like that. So you got to do it in a proper way. So maybe that's the way they do it. All of this is just to say, like, it's going to get fucking wild. I'm fucking pumped. Fucking pumped. <laughs> so my trend isn't anything crazy, but, you know, just show a little love to the king. And obviously I've been talking Marvel for probably the past hour at this point. Uh, so I'll stick with it. Happy birthday, Stan Lee. Yeah, happy Today, birthday to Stan Lee. Uh, you know, obviously the king, the creator. Um, but he was trending today, not only because it was his birthday, but you know, the video of all of us, I think it was 22 cameos he did um, throughout uh, went, went around today. And dude, it's just like, it it was so cool to see how they would, you know, incorporate a cameo from Stanley into each, each film. Like it never took away from the film, but at the same time, you always did the Leo like point to the screen thing. It was just like always something to look forward to. It was, felt like an Easter egg that everyone knew it was coming. And it, it was so creative and cool the way they did it. And obviously, you know, he passed away, rest in peace, but happy birthday, Stanley. Like it, it's cool to see your, your work go on and obviously still be as great as ever, if not the best it's ever been. Like it, it's, it's cool. And, you know, appreciate you, Stan. Yeah. You, know, you bring a lot of joy into my life. So uh, definitely wanted to show some love to that and talk about the the cameos because they were fucking awesome. And apparently in No Way Home, there is like a little nod to him, like one of the taxi numbers uh, from the bridge scene, of course. Uh, The the taxi number is uh, 1228, which is obviously today, which is his birthday. And that was Uh, intentional to not a cameo, obviously, but yeah, just, just. light nod that marvel likes to do to show some appreciation so happy birthday stanley yeah he's he's definitely brought a lot of joy to uh to a lot of people's lives and uh given his uh his fucking corporation plenty of money yeah yeah they're definitely happy about that i wish i would have it would be nice to have known or maybe we you know if they ever thought about it would what would the cameo be in No Way Home? Because I always enjoyed every time seeing him pop up. I'm like, oh shit, there he is. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder what his if there was a moment. I wonder if I'm I'm thinking of trying to think of a moment where I would put Stanley, but <laughs> it would have had been early before yeah. you got into the crazy shit. Yeah, it would yeah, more or, than likely. Or maybe not. Or at the end, like after the spell, and he's yeah. like the the doorman or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It would, yeah, it would have been cool to see him show up in this one, especially because this is like, you know, just because, you know, the universe is all the universe is colliding and it would have been cool to see him uh, to see him be in that in that uh, in that environment to see those worlds worlds collide that he was he was so integral to. And I think what Spider-Man was probably one of his favorite, if not his favorite character. Oh, I know he can't yeah. pick, but I'm sure <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah, I'm sure it, that's always it been the, you know, crown jewel of the Marvel yeah database or whatever is spider-man yep um 
this one's also connected to this trending piece I got is connected to Spider-Man, but this is more about, you know, the outside real world. <laughs> and that has to do with spoilers. Uh, Miss, Miss Kim Kardashian uh, decided to post on her Instagram story, literally the, you know, with the last five minutes or so of the movie. <laughs> and she got backlash for it. RIP my dog, Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly what she did. Just, uh, uh, probably worse just because she showed it but uh yeah she, she sent it out on her instagram immediately took it down but obviously knowing the internet and how quick everybody is they damage screenshot is it done. yeah the damage is already done people already saw it especially she's what one of the biggest you know has one of the biggest followings on instagram so you know at least uh probably a hundred thousand people saw that shit <laughs> like in the first five minutes or something so yeah if they yeah i feel i just i think it's crazy that you're a celebrity and you just, I mean, you're just, you know, a movie going, you felt that it was necessary to just take a picture of the, <laughs> like a pivotal scene. And it was like, yeah, I'm a, I think I'm gonna share this like two weeks into the movies being out. <laughs> yeah. It's like in pre pandemic uh, world, like uh, what are we 10 days after the movie at this point? It's like, yeah. th- that should be enough. But in pandemic world, it's like, you know, some people just aren't comfortable going to the movies yet. And I 100% respect that. So it's like, we need to respect that too. And also it's like, you're not spoiling some indie film. You're spoiling one of yeah. the you know, most <laughs> important movies to come out. And that I'm yeah. not, you know, just being a Marvel shill at this point. Like, a, it's very important. And it's a movie a lot of people are looking forward to. So you would think people have some sort of uh foresight to you know yeah <laughs> not do that but it happens every big movie it, yeah like where is the you know just have common courtesy you know you just don't want to you don't want to do that I, I know people have like this i know especially nowadays we have such short attention spans you know we want to release everything as quick as we as we find out about it but i'm like like give us some time <laughs> What, what do you think is like the per like what if you had to pick a, a time frame or a period when is a good time to talk about spoilers publicly <laughs> if there is a time if that you know uh i i would say two weeks like i okay. I, th- I think that feels fair because opening weekend could be packed and right. then the following weekend shit like you know, in No Way Home's case, like it was fucking Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, all right, well, you know, people probably just couldn't get out. Right. Yeah. So it's like, all right, now we're two weeks in. If it was a movie you really wanted to see, you probably have already seen it at this point. Like you found some time. So now it's generally okay. No Way Home, like that shit didn't even last like a day. <laughs> no. no. So it did not. You got to be careful. But, also don't be a part of the problem either <laughs> like just because right. they're out there don't contribute to it like yeah, I was, exactly you know i had finally seen the movie and then i was on you know the major motion podcast twitter and i was like about to retweet something i was like oh shit some, yeah. of, my homies, some of my homies haven't seen it yet so <laughs> yeah. it's like all right gotta re-walk that back so i i just liked it <laughs> instead of retweeting it which you know probably didn't help much since likes yeah. pop up all over likes pop time. up now all the time it sucks but, <laughs> fucking kim k yeah yo i would suck like uh, you just imagine being that person though you're just like well, you blocked she... everything and you just follow you know you're just like scrolling through instagram like kim Car- you're, you're thinking kim kardashian wouldn't spoil no way home like well she wouldn't do that and you click on it 
but at the same time she's she's the queen of like short videos leaking that aren't supposed to be leaked so it's (laughs) like that's fair too i mean you know it's in her it's in her blood yeah it's yeah it's in her dna all over her face and all her yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh boy oh boy oh yeah all right I'm glad I don't have any relatives listening to this. <laughs> if, I, if I did, I they sure aren't anymore. Uh, yeah, no. I'd still be stuck in this room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the review. Uh, the diehard Matrix fans <laughs> that listen to this, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> get to the review. All right. All right, we're doing it. We hear you. The Matrix Resurrections is our review today. Uh, you know, I don't have to do too much to, you know, get you hip. Obviously, it's the fourth installment of the Matrix <laughs> franchise. Returning Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss is their roles as Neo and Trinity, also known as Neil and Infinity. Um, return to a world of two realities, one everyday life, the other what lies behind it. To find out if reality is a construct, to truly know himself, Mr. Anderson will have to choose to follow the White Rabbit once more. Directed by Lana Wachowski, which I forgot. Everyone has a gimmick nowadays, but they introduced or they uh, credited themselves as the Wachowski brothers Mm -hmm. in in the first one. And then it was just the Wachowskis. It's like and obviously now it's just Lana Wachowski doing it. So it's there's no gimmick, but it's just like, all right, well, fuck off <laughs> like whatever um it also stars yaya dual mateen um jada pinkett smith who you know i was gonna say for non-spoilers but in the the most recent trailer we got beforehand what mm-hmm. we, we did see her character so not too much of a spoiler um yeah. you, you see you know i've seen neil patrick harris um priyanka chopra uh christina ritchie chopra, chopra. Well, it's really Priyanka Jonas, if we're being real. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so, you know, all that. 5.8 IMDb, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Um, all right. Yeah. You what's, start. The audio, what's, the, what's the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, one moment, please. Oh, boy. I have to go to this dumb website. It's 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I just want to gauge that with the IMDb. Well, no, that's the Rotten Tomato score. Oh, okay. Really? Fucking Rotten Tomatoes has ads now. I can't. uh, I'm fucking watching this ad for (laughs) some show on HBO Max I will never watch. (laughs) Fuck Rotten Tomatoes, man. That's how they get you. Okay, now there's there's a second ad? Okay, sick. (laughs) Um, 63% audience score. Oh, okay. So yeah, I just want to know what the yeah. But 5.8 on IMDb. IMDb. So you go. Okay. Give, give your non-spoiler. All right. Um and then I'm going to fucking pelt you with questions and I don't know if you're going to be able to answer them. Yeah, my And then I, I'll I, give it, I'll give my review after that once uh, I hopefully get some clarity from you. But you go ahead and start. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can be your architect to this uh, to this <laughs> yeah, scenario. Yeah, to my construct. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I think visually beautiful, you know, when people start out talking about visuals, you know, it's probably going to go downhill from there, but I'm not going to take it there. Um, I'm glad to see everybody's back. I was happy to see Jada Pinkett back. Um, this movie is definitely, you know, a lot of people said it already, but it is a mixed bag 
Um, for me personally, though, because I'm such a huge, I'm a huge Matrix fan, but I'm like, I'm gonna say, I'll say huge loosely, just because I, I barely know what the fuck is going on in the first one. Well, the first one's a hundred of a hundred for you, so yeah, exactly. And that look, the fact that I'm a huge fan and don't know what, like, still don't know too much about it, and I give it like a hundred. It's one of my very few perfect movie scores out there. I mean. I guess it speaks volumes, but just to how good it is just on the surface, you know, but um, the sequels, I know a lot of people don't like the um, don't really care, care too much for the sequels. The second one is probably the best one compared to the third one. Third one is, uh, you know, of course, as a kid. Dumb. Yeah. And, you know, as a, you know, back then, I would not recommend that movie to for 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 a nine year old or eight year old, however old I was when that movie came out, because that's not a movie you can really comprehend. And I don't think you can comprehend it now at, you know, at also, 20, 30 years old. Unnecessarily <laughs> horny. So no nine-year-old needs to go through that. Yeah, especially the second one. But but um, I rewatched the third one and I was like, all right, I, I, I liked it more than I last remember. Um, with this one, this one is just completely different. Like, it's the same, but different. <laughs> it's... It, it's it's weird i like because obviously i can't spoil, tell you everything right now but it's just it's an interesting ride you know it's really super meta wait like you think you're thinking like oh, okay it makes a couple you know you know self-referential referential jokes you know probably pokes you know pokes fun at itself which matrix kind of you know it referenced itself in, in the real world and whatnot in the trilogy but this one it just like it takes it like all the way up more than just a notch, like 10 notches and you're not really expecting it. And it catches you off guard um, with the action. Action is not the same. It's, it's not, it, it, I mean, there's familiarity to it and you, 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 you get a little bit of a glimpse of how, how it was in the previous ones, but it's still not the same. Um, Neo and Trinity, they're, they're back, you know, Morpheus, Agent Smith, they're back except not in the capacity that you would expect. So you're really confused. Um, it's a lot of questions that you're going to ask, and they're probably hard to answer, just like with the rest of the trilogy. Um, I don't think it's a terrible movie. I don't think it's, you know, I, I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I watched it once and I was like, what um, did I just watch? And, and why and like, why do I feel this way after I watched it? Because I didn't feel like, damn, uh, yeah, this was fucking shitty because it's what the I nine kinda... year olds are asking themselves after they see the sex scene. They're like, why am I <laughs> feeling this way? Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> but any, uh, but uh, so I had to watch this. I watched it again just to just to see if I could, you know, pick up pieces that I missed. Um Unfortunately, those pieces are still on the floor because I don't know what the fuck was going on again. But I didn't hate it after watching it twice. So it's really hard to even summarize what the hell is going on. And I can't even really give a score and I won't give a score now because I'm still thinking about it. But yeah, it's 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 a lot. Um, I, yeah, there's questions I can't answer probably right now until the, maybe a question until you probably ask me a question. So um. <laughs> And to, uh, so I'm gonna let I'm gonna I let cannot Nick... answer it unless you ask it. I mean, that's some shit that would be straight from the movie. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's tapped into my subconscious. God damn it! All right, Nick, go ahead. What, what how do you feel? All right, so I have questions about the first three. 
okay. First of all, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of have questions about like the overarching premise, which I, I think it's safe to say you absolutely need to see probably all three of the first, uh, uh, the three original movies. Yeah. To see this one. I think like, that'd be I, fair. I, I, it'd I, be fair to the viewer. I think you should. <laughs> if, if we are this confused after seeing all the movies, imagine how confused you would be just seeing this one. And yeah. <laughs> the first one is sort of self-contained in the fact like it's a straightforward plot. There's definitely some shit they don't like they allude to, but don't explain, which they try to do later. But yeah. like the first one as a standalone, it holds up pretty well. And that's why it's the most revered. But like in two and three, they try to go deeper into the lore and explain the shit you have questions on the first one. And then it just gets stupid. Uh, and yeah. like that, it like legitimately it gets stupid. It's but it's like they have that semblance of not the semblance of doubt, but like that kind of um you know, constant intrigue where you're constantly like, oh, what's this? What's that? Like that's all throughout the first one. Mm-hmm. And then and it like it's a good like good questioning whereas after two and three it's like a, a negative question and you're like what the fuck <laughs> like that's just kind of how i interpreted but okay so my question the premise yeah. of it is so like the world mm-hmm. that they start in or yeah. at least that where he's thomas anderson where he's thomas anderson yeah is is the the matrix that's the matrix yeah okay and that's created by the machines yeah created by the machines then okay. the, the the humans they're using those humans as you know they're keeping Pons. them in a loop yeah they're right. keeping them in a loop and they're using them as energy so as a battery source okay go ahead gotcha okay so then morpheus and trinity they you know when they talk about freeing people and obviously they free thomas anderson he becomes neo yeah that is escaping the matrix into what is actually the real world. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the matrix is effectively like a snow globe, right? Like within that snow globe, you think that's the whole world, but then really it's just out of, you know, there's a whole bigger world and possibility outside of the snow globe. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then outside in the quote unquote real world, not the matrix. Yeah. The machines have taken over. Yeah, the machines are essentially controlling everything. Okay. And there was a, a war between humans and machines. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the... Because, uh, like, in the first one, they go to the year 2199 or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, a, a, a wasteland from, like, all the war. And this the clouds yeah. are gray and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because well, that this is the part where I'm, they actually gave good... Uh, sort of expositions but like they gave good information where Morphe is like oh I, I don't know who, who did it but it like the humans thought the machines would be hindered if they didn't have solar power so they kind of blocked out the sun and that's mm-hmm. why everything's right that part made sense I was like oh okay like that oh fuck all right yeah and then after that everything kind of just got weird so like the machines <laughs> yeah. obviously they're AI right and whatnot but like the underground zion is that is that just supposed to be underground or is that like a completely different world 
No, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's underground. That is underground. That's in the same, yeah, same place. Okay, so the humans just from their actual world, they just retreated into the earth. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the exact location was, but it is definitely under some surface. They're still in the same with they're still in the same world with the machines. They're just in a different. So because in the third one, they you know they start drilling shit. So yeah, I think they're underground. So the machines occupy the surface. Yeah, and then yeah. the humans kind of retreated into world, and Zion is a, effectively their kind of safe haven, at least for a time. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, and the the machines are trying to get to them, and obviously eradicate them. It, yeah, okay. Put them back into control for two. Yeah, they okay. <laughs> and the machines created the agents, the programs to yeah. eradicate the people entering the matrix. Okay. Yeah, who are trying to disrupt the system. Yeah. Okay. What is the point of going into the Matrix? And why is Neo the, you know, kind of chosen? Anomaly. One? Yeah. Why is he the anomaly? What is the point of even going into the Matrix? Like, shouldn't, the, how can you win the war within the Matrix? Is basically what I'm asking. Yeah. It, it, so, okay. Just say, say your first question again. <laughs> say your first, say your first question again. Sorry. So it's like, what's the point uh, for of like being ne- a Neo Trinity Morpheus? What is the point of them going into the matrix? The, I think the point of them going into the matrix is just to have that, that freedom to go into the matrix, that free will, you know, they talk about that concept free will. So I, I think they just want to have that ability to enter the matrix without any, you know any uh what's it called um god damn it oversight uh, or yeah without any oversight without any friction without any yeah restrictions or anything like that i i think that's that's actually a very good question because i don't even think i've asked that question i was like what what's their point you know uh, of them even wanting to be in the matrix but i just think it is just the fact that they want to be able to do that without being held back or without any interruptions or anything like that. And also because when they enter the matrix, when Thomas Anderson is Thomas Anderson, he's just, he's unaware of everything. And I think the reason they're in it is just to make sure that, Hey, you're in a system that's controlling you, manipulating you, keeping you in this time loop and this, right. And in the same monotonous schedule, like, Hey, you, you know, snap out of it. (laughs) let me show you that there's other ways to live your life instead of being under this control and i think that's kind of really what they're aiming for is to they're mainly getting into the matrix to set free the people who are controlled and i and i think they're also getting into the matrix just because they want to be able to live that life without being under that control and i think that's a good question because it does kind of it gets really complicated when you even try to think of the answer but i think i think what i said kind of makes a little sense like hey we're getting in there just because we want to free these humans, but we also want to go in there because, hey, uh, you know, we want to live the way we want to live just without all this bullshit going on. Just like how the agents are kind of stopping them from trying to have that free that that freedom. OK, so I under- all right, I'm with you so far. OK, cool. So who are the humans in those pods? Like, why yeah. are why are the, the robots or the machines? Why mm. are they cultivating humans in pods like? You know, that is how the machines a... are getting the energy. I told you earlier that they're using the humans as an energy source or as a battery source. That is how the machines are being powered. Okay. And gotcha. that's how they're and that's how they're in the matrix. Yeah. So <laughs> so like when they're in those pods, 
yeah. the consciousness conscious consciousness yeah. is in the matrix is in the matrix exactly and that's but how those they, people they're are blinded right they, they, exactly. they, only, they don't know what goes on in the other world. okay yeah they don't know what the fuck they're doing they just think they're living you know a, a regular life but they're actually being connected in those pods and the machines are getting feeding off that energy so why don't the real people just bomb the pods and just take away the energy source because, because there's the, the humans are in the pod that's the thing you don't want to bomb that you don't want to bomb the humans you see what i mean I you're saying yeah. you, <laughs> they're killing the humans you don't want to kill the humans you want to yeah, since so that's their energy source well, and that's just, why they enter the matrix that's why those people are that's why trinity morpheus and whoever they enter the matrix to try to well they're trying to get neo of course because he's the one who can free everybody right so it's like but, but they go to those wherever the fucking you know energy station the power plant is yeah they go there multiple times because obviously they have to rescue neo they, they yeah you know and they do that they, they go back to that in this one so it's like, I, I just don't know why they don't go for the source, like find the fucking emergency button to open up all the pods. I, I That's why Neo has to be the one because he's the only one who can set those people free. That's he's the 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 deus ex machina, as they say, you know, the God out of the machine. So he's kind of the one who frees. He, he had, obviously, because there's a I don't know if you remember or paid or, or caught that detail of the architect saying that there are six versions of the matrix. Yes. Okay. So that's going to be my next question. How, who the fuck is the architect? Right. Cause it's like, <laughs> I understand it's, you know, the humans and the machines, but like, what is like, I don't understand the architect and the Oracle and fucking uh, like the key master and shit yeah. like that. Like I, I, is there just another so we got the matrix like our snow globe then yeah. we have the real world right which is humans versus machines yeah and then the architect and there, there's a couple other ones like the french guy fucking yeah. weird Merovingian. Ass yeah <laughs> yeah like are they just one level above the real world are they like the gods they're they're pieces of the cog you know they're, they're cogs of the whole machine so they're just uh so okay so we're i'm trying to figure out where we uh so the, i'll say the merovingian is kind of like the operating system because like the you know like mac or windows and he kind of manipulates certain things or controls everything uh at least how things become can transport or come through uh certain things because remember he, they visit him to get to um to find neo or whatever what they that's that's what they did right in the second one trying to think they went to see the merovingian the french guy to see yes. if he can to find neo or some shit like that so he's kind of yeah he kind of has the yes, process neo's like in a coma or whatever yeah yeah so they go to him because he's kind of like that oh, the, the, the conductor was the, the the train guy that was oh, the yeah, other the, one i was trying to think of oh yeah the yeah train train man or some shit like that yeah yeah uh I lost my train of thought what was your question <laughs> like i just don't you said they're all parts of the cog I just oh yeah 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 don't yeah, understand the, 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 the like oh yeah because you asked if they were gods or something like they're not necessarily above the the real world so they're, they're just pieces of the system that help keep the things intact that keep the uh, real world in, i mean the matrix intact this is so fucking confusing and this is, is probably a terrible <laughs> review for anyone who like knows what they're talking about but like yeah I don't think I'm alone in this. Like, no, I, you're not. 
so hard to understand and they don't do a good job of explaining it ever throughout any of the four movies. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's it's a complex fucking franchise. The first one is oddly enough the most simplistic, but even that's still, you know, because they don't they just don't go into detail. Yeah. And you're you're kind of just like, all right, cool. Like bad guy chasing good guy. Good guy realizes power fixes. Yeah. Like, okay, I can deal with that. Uh, I like, I guess we can get into the actual review. Like I, but that that's where I was coming from going into this movie. It's like, I I still don't have a good understanding of the premise of this. And of course the matrix, you know, is there's tons of metaphors and shit like that and and allegories and, you know, uh, symbolisms obviously connections to religion and whatnot so yeah there's also that aspect of it too that gets a little bit uh complicated that adds to the complexity of the movies so yeah that's that's a whole other thing well that's why i asked if like the architect and those people were like the gods of it and like they were kind of controlling all because the architect was like oh there's six there were six versions before you and it's like yeah okay i so he is the guy and the oracle is like the mother the oracles because he basically says that the oracle is the mom (laughs) it's really fucking confusing (laughs) and then it's like why the fuck is smith so uh op like why can he he's like stronger than neo he's a so he's like the malware he's like because all the agents in there are obviously sent in the matrix to can to stop people from fucking it up or trying to keep people in line and and agent smith is is somehow that that malware that evolves like kind of how viruses are in a computer they can or viruses in general you know like covid for example it can evolve and multiply and duplicate and all this types of shit and, and become more powerful so that's kind of what agent smith is he realizes that hey i'm feeling this power and then when he comes in into contact with neo he realized there's even more power that he's he's gaining so it's kind of like that virus aspect and that's another layer of symbolism and shit like that (laughs) yeah it's just yeah it's 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 just fucking frustrating (laughs) because like neo is supposed to be the chosen one like he didn't win a single fight i don't care what anyone says like he did not win a single fight through any of the four movies the he he did well, well, I mean, he beat Did Agent he, Smith in the first. In the first one, he beat Agent Smith. But That's Agent like, Smith came back, so it's like the fight wasn't. It's around. Over. I mean, he won the battle. Maybe not the whole. Agent Smith <laughs> fucking put four in his chest, and it's just like. And then he came back too. Remember? So it's a lot of battle. It's like he wins, he loses, he wins, and then he loses, and then when he does win, he loses. There's just the no. Ah, God. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's let's talk about this movie. All right. Go ahead. Let's go. For me, you used a great word. Like it it, it was a word that was so great. I had to look up because I'm just, you know, when it comes down to, (laughs) I'm just a dumb idiot. This movie subverts everything that came before. It is extremely meta. One of our favorite Mm -hmm. words. Yeah. Like it's, uh, you know, it just, it doesn't retcon it. Um, God, there's another great word. It's kind of like it, you know how, video games like call of duty it's like it, it's remastered right yeah Which is kind yeah of just like a fancy word to saying there it's the same shit over right, but this is like kind of retelling the story because it opens with the the scene from the first one with uh mm. trinity in the room and the fbi and, and and whatnot yeah so it's like kind of a retelling and i was like very off put by it 
specifically one line they literally name drop warner brothers and i was like that's you know that's too far like you can be meta and and talk like it was almost like a deadpool thing where he was like oh well that's just lazy writing oh it seems like the studio couldn't afford any more x-men like it's funny in deadpool but in matrix like it's supposed to be taken seriously but it also somehow kind of worked because the matrix is a concept it's like it, it's breaking worlds and yeah. like for us that it kind of did like the movie was breaking the the wall to the real world or whatever mm. so it's like it, it kind of worked but it was like also off-putting so it, it's a very very odd start but i kind of liked how they chose to subvert it like i liked it in theory like you know yeah because he clearly has like some flashbacks and deja vu is obviously a big thing throughout these movies. Uh, yeah. And so they're like, Oh, well, of course you have deja vu. You created the game. Like you're just yeah. having these episodes where you you think they're memories, but really it's just the game you created because you had to incorporate your own life into the game to make it realistic and like that's why one game of the year and all the shit so it's like the way they choose to subvert it was actually kind of cool yeah because it was like all right because by the trailers like they named the they name dropped oh going back into the matrix like it's like okay what the fuck are we getting but then when you see it you're like oh that's kind of like an interesting way to do it yeah and i get the premise of it because uh, this isn't a spoiler because again you needed to watch the first three to watch this one but like at the end of the third one he dies and the machines clearly take his body away so like even obviously i knew the fourth one was coming but like at the end of the third one i was like oh the machines are clearly gonna do something with his body like <laughs> very clearly so it's like i i understand the premise of this one just from the ending of the last one like the machines are kind of controlling neo to kind of keep him under wraps and like the oracle says at the end of the third one it's like oh i i expect we'll see him again and stuff like that so i get you know this one was basically trying to get him back out of the matrix that being said i didn't see the importance of this movie at all mm-hmm. like the whole thing with sequels and reboots and we've talked about it ad nauseum at, at this point but like I'm okay with it if it advances the story or, you know, adds to it in some way. This movie didn't. It, this movie yeah. did not. What was the epitome of an unnecessary sequel? Like there was just no nothing new added to this. And you mentioned that everyone is back. They're not, though. Lawrence Fishburne's not back. Uh Hugo Weaving's not back. Obviously, two of the iconic characters from it. And to an extent, well, I said, I guess, yeah, they were back, but not in the capacity that right, you think. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm not, I was just making a point. Like, you know, it, it, it was kind of like one foot in, one foot out. Like they right. brought back Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and had explanations for why they didn't age and, and shit like that. Whereas that they very much aged up uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, Niobe. But they didn't bring back Lawrence Fishburne or Hugo Weaving, even though they still had those characters. It's like, I, I liked the Yaya casting as a young Morpheus, yeah. but give me Lawrence Fishburne too. And at the same time, like uh, we'll, we'll get into spoilers here in a second, but like at the same time, they didn't really use Yaya. Like 
it was just a yeah. weird weird method of using him and the new agent smith you can kind of see coming it's like they they used him but it was in a very odd way like and in a way that didn't make sense to me because but we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get into spoilers it, it was just like it felt like they had one foot in one foot out like either recast everybody and then bring in everyone at the end to kind of like once they're free cut i mean it's a spoiler but it shouldn't be that shocking like they're free at the end but like can you imagine they bring everyone back just to kill them off again at the end that'd be pretty funny <laughs> um but like you know either you recast everyone as younger versions of themselves and then you know kind of bring everyone back at the end or you just bring everyone back from the start that's my opinion it just felt like one foot in one foot out and it was just really hard to follow any which way throughout it, it just yeah. like i i didn't see the importance of this movie at all and yes admittedly yeah you know, as you if you couldn't tell by this fucking review the way it's gone so far like i'm just not that big of a matrix fan and i have been just because i don't understand it but it's like i i just don't understand how you can look at this movie and say oh this is like necessary which i get yeah. you know money talks and, and everything but first of all it's day and date so you're not making as much money as you could have to begin with but it's just like the way they chose to do it is it started off intriguing but mm -hmm. then completely fell flat to the point where it's just like i hope they kind of left it open for another one i hope they don't mm -hmm. like I, I just i don't think there's any kind of rectifying what they did or just not like this movie was terrible but like i don't think you can do anything else to make this movie important Right. Like there, there's nothing, there's nowhere you can go to, at least in my mind, as a casual viewer to make resurrection matrix resurrections important. Like, it just feels like a movie you can kind of skip. Like if at the end of the third one, you know, obviously they die. If they have kind of like a post-credit scene where they're just alive again, that almost would have made more sense than, <laughs> than, than like the roundabout way they chose to getting through this movie. Um, so for me, you know, first one's obviously the best. Second one, definitely not as good, but it had a very great action scene on the freeway. Yeah. That, one of the greatest yeah. highway scenes ever. <laughs> yeah, so very entertaining. Third one stunk. Um, I think this one's worse than the third one, in my opinion. Like, I just didn't really vibe with it at all. Yeah. Uh, each movie got worse, in my opinion, and that's obviously not the direction you want to be trending. Um, so yeah, I would give it like a, I'll, I'll just give it a 50, just a straight up 50 out of a hundred. Like I, I yeah. and that, that's, again, this is not a problem with the acting or, you know, the, the visuals or anything like that. It just, I don't see the importance of this movie. I don't see where it provides value. Even if it's just entertainment value, that's still value, right? Even if it's just a fucking pure action doesn't really fit the storyline of the matrix but it's pure action that's still entertainment value but it didn't really even do that so it's like it, i just don't see where it, it was important to me so i'm giving it a 50 out of 100 yeah i think i think lana wachowski this is basically her her brainchild along with her sister lily uh i think i think it's 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 hard to critique 
something like this just because of how, like I said, and uh, I mentioned, like it, it subverts what you expect of this movie. And it even pokes fun at the fact of reboots and sequels. And it, it pokes fun at itself in its own existence. It kind of shits on its own existence in the first like 30 minutes. And then it brings up Warner Brothers, like you said, and it's like, hey, we wouldn't. And where the line is like, Warner Brothers is going to make this without, you know, whether we're you're in it or not. And I think Lana was like, well, I don't want you to make this without me. I'm going to make it myself but i'm also gonna throw some jabs and 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 kind of make fun of the idea of people who kind of looked at the matrix trilogy and kind of turned it trivial kind of made it trivial and kind of especially some demographics out there who kind of took the red pill and the red pill metaphor <laughs> and and, right. and, hij and hijacked it in their own way that not necessarily makes a whole bunch of sense if you you know paid attention to the first movie but uh, yeah, it something like this. I also understand the artistic uh, reasoning. I don't understand artistic liberties was the the phrase I was looking for before when I was trying to do creative directive or whatever. Oh, okay, I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So I don't. I, I mean, I, it's hard for me. I was going to say it's hard for me to critique the artistic decision she makes because I kind of get it, and also I understand why she made it, but I don't understand I, I i don't understand like I, even though i understand why she made this movie i don't understand why she made it the way she did because a lot of people and and i think she accomplished her goal you know i think she wanted to make this divisive movie and make a movie that was kind of like a, a fuck you in some regard and in some aspects uh, to to certain people and certain things and entities uh, so i can understand that and i respect the decisions she's made, but I don't understand why make it this divisive and why take something that everybody loves so much and is so familiar with and kind of flip it on his head. I, I like, right. I, like I, I respect the ambition and I, and I respect all the earnest that earnestness that's in this movie, but it's just, it's tough as a fan. You're so familiar with something and you love something and you're so used to something. And I think that's one of the things she she talks about too in the movie where uh, morpheus is like you know what comforts anxiety a little nostalgia and i think we expected right. nostalgia good line yeah gr uh, yeah i love that line and even in the beginning where bugs is like uh i don't know we, we can probably blend this into spoiler or whatever but uh yeah spoilers yeah, yeah. officially so spo spoilers officially yeah so uh, where bugs is saying uh maybe this isn't the story we think it is like like that right there we're the audience that that's kind of being the audience member right there it's like oh mm -hmm. shit maybe this isn't the story <laughs> you're right this isn't the fucking story we think it is it's something else so that's why like she's aware of what she's doing but i would like to know why she's doing it and i don't think we'll ever know the answer unless we talk to her or ask her the question or unless somebody asks her that question because this is a tough movie to explain and this is a tough movie to 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 flesh out or break down which i'm sure i'm waiting on the youtube videos to help fucking right. explain <laughs> to explain this movie because i watched one youtube video explaining the trilogy i got it but i still didn't fucking get it so i'm definitely and hopefully the third i mean this uh a fourth uh, i mean a video about the fourth one can help kind of gel everything together and make help make things make sense because it's still tough to to figure out but like i was saying i think i, res I respect the the artistic choices she makes because this is definitely her i think this is her all all out i don't think there was no studio interference or anything like that i think especially because the fact that she made she referenced and kind of jabbed warner brothers like that um so i i respect that 
and I respect her, 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 her decisions in doing that. And that's why it's hard to critique some movies. Cause you realize, Hey, there's a person behind the movie. <laughs> right. That, <laughs> you don't want to shit on the movie. Granted, some movies turn out really badly, but that's because not because of the director or the writer It's probably, probably because there was studio interference, i.e. suicide squad or something. Or it was just a bad idea. Just a, yeah. A bad idea executed poorly. You know, Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah and sometimes it's tough to know it was it executed poorly or was it just executed in a way that you're not familiar with or you don't really fully comprehend or you you're or something you're missing or maybe it's just something that that doesn't fit your taste and there's a lot of movies out there that do that and i think this is one of the movies one of the franchises i'll say does that i think another example we love we love this movie on this podcast malignant is a movie that you know it's not, we. not necessarily <laughs> we <laughs> we <laughs> i'm speaking french we we love malignant on this in this podcast but anyway i think that's just an example of a movie where you might where some people might think it was executed poorly but it's not that it was executed poorly it was just executed in a way that you weren't expecting or executed in a way that you weren't um necessarily aware of or familiar with and that's and that's kind of the similarities between those movies um yeah that's why i think it's um, i'm not going to shit on this movie just because it's not it i don't think it's terrible but i do think there are some ideas on there some ideas in this movie that makes it really hard to understand and it the execution makes it really hard to 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 understand as well because we're expecting another highway scene <laughs> or something of that sort or you're expecting right. another neo fighting a bunch of motherfuckers you know by himself but we don't get that everything you expect you're not going to get i guarantee you if you expect what you saw there's three movies out there you can expect a lot of shit you're not going to get that in this movie you're going to get it but you're going to get very small pieces of it and if you do get it it's not filmed it's not shot it's not framed it's not directed in the way it's it, that that you're familiar with and i'm wondering also because her sister is not involved was it is that showing that you know you kind of need the second she or she needs her trinity or her neo in this aspect like right who, who was the neo and trinity in this duo and like and I'm, I'm wondering if did it falter because of that or did it falter for or not even falter or did it go a direction i won't say falter did it go a direction that it did because she didn't have her sister with her it's, it's a lot of questions and, like and why didn't she have her sister with her yeah also yeah That's also for some other question yeah this it is a good question but also i've to preface everything i said um lana came back to make this movie because she was her both of her parents died and so she felt like this was a good way to to sort of honor her parents memory and sort of you know, as an artistic creative decision, I mean, creative process and, and a cathartic process, you kind of go back to, you know, what the you've, what you love so the speak. beginning. Exactly. exactly. But again, what, why wasn't her sister involved? Like it's her sister's yeah. same parent. I just, that's and, and obviously, an answer we'll never get the, or the question we'll never get the answer to, but. Yeah. And maybe her sister just didn't feel comfortable enough or didn't feel like she wanted to return. And I wish I would, I wish we did know why she, what was her exact reasoning, which I can understand. You might not feel like retreading old, memories or whatever but uh yeah this this was a movie that's just kind of i think kind of cultivated out of you know grief and loss and i think this was just a way to help her process that which she dedicates you see the parent's name at the end of the movie in the credits so she dedicates this movie to her, her parents so i can understand why she would create it but again asking the same question why do it the way you did and why without your sister right and it's a direct metaphor because obviously you're getting back 
two main people in this movie and you know you kind of want back your two parents and stuff like so like i i I get it and i'm all for directors getting to make the movies they want to make in the fashion they want to make them i'll always support that but it doesn't mean it's above criticism and it it was just a a, like a very odd way of doing it because again like the premise of just this movie was interesting like just kind of breaking down like kind of breaking the fourth wall, being very meta, kind of blending the lines between Matrix and real world and Matrix real world and our world. Like it it was just a a very trippy concept. Like the whole idea of the Matrix is a very trippy concept. So I understand it's just going to be difficult to to comprehend at times. But the way they did it, it's just like, you know, it it was just odd. It it was just very odd. Like I I liked how... um, trinity was kind of the missing piece whereas before it was like neo was the one like neo's the the important one yeah and this one they're like oh neo's not really anything without trinity like it's a a kind of a fire and gasoline Mm -hmm. relationship but they do need each other they like eh. so i i like that they flipped it on its head in that respect but it's like again what is the kind of importance of this like it like not that you know neo wasn't wanted but it's like what was the point of going to rescue him like what was the imminent threat it, it was just like the machines messing with the code uh, i i don't know i also like don't understand the morpheus character because the morpheus character you know seemingly a younger version of the lawrence fishburne morpheus morpheus i almost said morpheus yeah. morpheus <laughs> uh character and he starts out as an agent but he's also self-aware enough to know something's going on mm-hmm. and but then you get back to out of the matrix because you see him in the matrix at, in you know beginning of the movie and then you get him out of the matrix and he's using those little beads and whatnot so he clearly has an understanding of the matrix and whatnot so why does he ever think he's an agent to begin with it, it's just like it just doesn't make sense. and like how is morpheus reincarnated because niobe says he kind of like died yeah so like why is he reincarnated as a younger person whereas like neo kind of just aged a little bit like aged you know <laughs> yeah. at a third of the rate yeah so it, it it's just confusing. yeah because morpheus because what, what what did he say what did they what what was his reason for being existed uh, existing i think what in uh, neo or thomas whatever created uh, morpheus as a as a modal or something or as some kind of program or whatever but i yeah that's a good question why wait was he was he a real person in the in the in the real world did he ever show up as like a human physical human uh in in this one no yeah okay so maybe so he was just a program okay maybe i understand now so neo created the morpheus character within his modal as a means to escape yeah subconsciously Okay. Yeah, because he did it in the in the video game, but it turns out he actually, you know, that was made him his for real. Yeah, that's how he got out. Okay. Yeah. And All the same right. with uh, I think did he create Agent Smith too? I forgot. I keep forgetting like how he fucking right. So that, that was my next question. It's like the, that's why I feel like Agent Smith is so OP because like he fucking dominates Neo all moving <laughs> on. And it's just like I know he evolved. In this one, he, he he's evolved, so it's not like he's the same thing. So I mean, he's the same, but he's just but like he very clearly else. gets destroyed at the end of the third one, but then he comes back even stronger than it. Just makes no sense. 
Yeah, it's, that's a- <laughs> like there's no reasoning, at least like explicit reasoning for anything. Yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. There are a lot of good ideas in this movie. I did like yeah, though, a ton that of good ideas. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> the way you get there and get through them yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. Tough to follow. Like yeah. none. And like the ideas that show up, especially the action pieces that show up, I'm like, damn, this would have been so good if it was filmed the way it was in the other movies. Because <laughs> it's a lot of cuts in this one. I'll tell you right now, a lot of, I didn't t- mention too much about the action, but the action is like literally kind of a little more choppy than you you would think. And and I missed the old, what the chore- uh, action choreographer, Yuen uh, Wu-Ping, who did McGregor. like crouch. <laughs> who did, <laughs> who did the, uh, obviously, choreographed the old matrix movies but also uh, crouch and tiger and movies like that so you can tell it's missing that that um that style and it sucks yeah the the choreography just didn't seem as smooth yeah there's a steadiness to it yeah Yeah. like throughout the three movies and you know we're talking 1999 2003 like you know so a lot has evolved and grown since then but like Mm -hmm. for the first three like it looked very smooth and sharp and they did a great uh incorporation of slow-mo because obviously that's a big matrix thing is like they call it bullet speed bullet, right that, bullet, that was, bullet time yeah or whatever yeah so like there there was always that inherently within the matrix movies and they do it in this one but it doesn't seem as smooth and as fluid and as sharp yeah. so may i was wondering why that was the case and maybe it was just a case of you know a different choreographer yeah, and I also think that, like I said, along with the idea of subverting expectations, she's everything you're expecting. It doesn't happen the way you would want it. Yeah, it's which I'm cool with. Like yeah. it's a trippy concept to begin with, so why not flip it on its head? It's not like we understand it to begin with. Like if <laughs> exactly. if Marvel flipped something on its head, people would be pissed. Yeah, but like Matrix is something you can flip on its head, and like you know we would appreciate it. Like this, you flip on its head, and it's just like. All right, well, we weren't even following you to begin with. So we still don't know where the fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's that's... like, you know, we're kind of in the same spot to begin with. So I don't know. Like maybe someone, yeah, the YouTube videos are going to help a lot because maybe someone yeah. understands this movie much more than I clearly don't. Yeah, or we do. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to hear some explanations on this one specifically. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't have much else to say because everything I say is just gonna be an extension of me not understanding not knowing what's, yeah <laughs> what's going on. Um yeah. yeah, the 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 Agent Smith character was oh I will say yeah just that, it was, since it was confusing. It is confusing, but since we're talking about Agent Smith, I do want to say uh, so I like that actor, Jonathan Groff. I think he should. Oh, yeah. I, I like to see him in more things because he's a really good actor. Again, the acting was not the problem. Yeah. Like at all. The visuals. Were I just not wanted the to give props. I want I had to give props sure. to him because he doesn't give. I don't think, you know, a lot, not a lot of people know him. Of course, they know him from like Netflix, Mindhunter, and Hamilton, but I think he deserves more praise. Yeah. So I, this movie makes no goddamn sense. So. <laughs> Did you oh, ever? Shit, get- what's, yeah. What's my score? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever get your score? Um, I think I'm gonna go 65. All right, so 65 from Fox, 50 from me. So, one of our bigger differences, um, in a movie, and for me, it's not because this movie was good or bad, I just didn't understand it and I don't see the value, but maybe someone else does, and that, yeah, you know, that's perfectly fine. So, 
what's a comprehensive score of 57 and a half, which, you know, look at IMDb. It's IMDb. 5.8. Like it's, <laughs> you know, that's why I love this show. Like, we, you know, it's, we can formulate two different opinions sometimes. And, you know, the, the answer is always right in the middle, right? It's like, yeah, th- there's three sides to every story, you know, my side, your side and, and the truth. And that's right. kind of like how our reviews have gone. Like there's three sides to every review. It's like your side and my side and kind of where the general audience. Falls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, that, that's why I love doing this show. Um, But next review, I don't know if we'll do it next week because Fox, you're, you're going to be going on vacation. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe we take a week off. I think it's deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, next review will be the Kingsman, um, which is already out in theaters. So be sure to go see that. I don't believe it's day and date. So you do have to go see it in theaters, but maybe, you know, shortly after the new year, uh, you know, you, you can find an empty theater somewhere and you can go back and just chill and relax, but that will yeah. be our next review followed by uh, scream, the new scream. And then we have some room to, to play uh, with our, our reviews after that, before we get into, you know, some of the bigger reviews coming out in February and March. But um, so that's kind of our, our rough schedule going forward. So maybe an episode next week, but if not, we'll definitely catch you in two weeks uh, for sure. But be sure to still, you know, watch your movies, go see movies. Uh, you know, I'm going to go see the Kingsman hopefully sometime this week, if not next week. And then obviously I'm definitely going to rewatch all the Scream movies before I go see Scream. Also, I, I think that was, you know, to go back to just my simply not understanding of the Matrix, like watching all those movies so close together. Yeah. Just blurs the lines even more than they're already blurred. So yeah. it's like I had <laughs> no time to adjust. Like I I thought it might help just going from one to the other and kind of making it seamless. It hurt. Like it, it just didn't. No, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Like it, it just I feel fried. Yeah, I thought the same. The I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm gonna watch these back to back. I'm like, oh fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> it's it's information overload. It is. So, yeah, wouldn't be my my recommendation. I want to sure. point out though that the the fact that this movie was supposed to be kind of you would think it's supposed to be fan service dropped at the same time. Right. No way home was was complete fan service. <laughs> it was like anti fan service. Matrix Resurrections. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, no way home. I would have expected it to be fan service because that's yeah. kind of something you need to incorporate if you're doing a sequel after a long extended hiatus. Like Star Wars did that. Marvel yeah. kind of did it with No Way Home. Like they needed to do fan service stuff in order to incorporate, yeah. you know, the characters they were bringing back after, you know, their 10, 20 year hiatus. So it's like, okay, you know, I would have expected more of that, but I, I, didn't see it, anything it didn't yeah <laughs> she played with my heart because she kept showing old footage i was like this bitch <laughs> i kept expecting Lawrence fishburne to pop up you know honestly low-key like i even though i knew uh, he probably he, was never gonna show up but pissed. i felt like yeah he seemed pissed that he was not in this and i don't blame him yeah i don't blame him either so it makes no sense but at the same time made me excited for john wick chapter four that comes uh, out yeah. I believe it got pushed to 2023, which fucking sucks. It did. That sucks. Um, I am excited for that because obviously that's Keanu and Lawrence Fisher and back in action. Oh, also, uh, did, did you did you recognize Chad in the movie? Fuck this is one? Chad, uh, Trinity's husband. 
No, I didn't. So this, this, so this is where it gets more meta. Chad is uh, the director of John Wick. (laughs) Really? And even more meta, Chad used to be Keanu Keanu Reeves' stunt double or double in the Matrix movie. (laughs) So there's a lot of shit going on. (laughs) And Chad's name is actually Chad. So he's Chad in the movie, Chad in real life. So he's Keanu Reeves in the movie because <laughs> he's a stunt double. <laughs> so it's it's weird. I, this movie is too much for me. I will never rewatch these movies again. <laughs> like I just, I feel like I'm not understanding my day to day life anymore. Like it's just so you're because you're, you're in the Matrix, Nick. <laughs> so much fucking information going on. You need to take the red pill. You take your blue pill I'm, right now. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. I'm, out. I'm done. I don't want this shit anymore. I don't want prescriptions. Fuck a white rabbit. I'm done. <laughs> yes. Alice in the Wonderland references, people. Lots of those. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay. All right. That does it for this review. Fox, you got anything else before we head out? Yeah, what's our... Uh, are we heading out or are we giving our review? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, see, my brain is fried. Yeah. Yes. It's also funny though, Keanu Reeves was like running in a tre- on the treadmill in this movie oh, like yeah. a couple times, and that just kept reminding me of Squidward <laughs> in the episode where he's like doing the same shit. He thought he was gonna live his best life away yeah. from SpongeBob. <laughs> right, it's the same thing every single yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man. Anyway, but our, rec- our movie recommendations. <laughs> yeah, streaming recommendations. Yeah, we are not flipping this show on it on its head. We are doing the same thing we do to end every show. Streaming recommendations. Fox, what is yours? Yes, I got uh, Logan starring Hugh Jackman, classic yeah, Wolverine movie. Uh, also, since Hugh Jackman also caught Rona, uh, apparently. Uh, so, yeah. honored, you know, a little, little tribute to him. But yeah, great movie. I think one of the best comic book movies of all. I think it, it, I think for me, it's in my top five favorite comic book movies. Um, yeah, if you if you love Logan, if you love the character Wolverine, if you haven't seen it, I think you'll really dig this movie. Especially if you like, the, if you're waiting for that rage Wolverine that you, you would have expected in the other X Men movies. Although he does, he does have his moments, but this is one where he goes like full on uh, Wolverine. Uh, great story, little little sad. Um, you can watch this on Hulu, and uh, my score for this movie is uh, 98. Logan is really good, and that's. Yeah, uh... it is. It's a neo western. It is a neo western. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is a neo western. Yeah. But uh, who's the director of that? Uh, James Mangold. Yes, he's another one. Like I talk about Taylor Sheridan a lot, but James Mangold, like he he's pretty good at the neo western stuff too. Which, you know, just picture, uh, you know, uh, what the fuck am I trying to say? <laughs> fuck you, Matrix. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, basically it's a neo-western so it's like the the aesthetic and the appeal of a old-timey yeah. movie but in present day to make it a little bit more relatable and, and make yeah. the, the consequences a little bit more relatable so it's like i love a neo-western and, and you know if you're able to incorporate that into in this case comic book movie it's like yeah. that's fucking awesome yeah. so it's like um did you uh did you have mr hannon in high school for english 
Yeah, I had him like in middle school too, high school gotcha. and middle school. So one thing I'll always uh, remember about that class, probably the only thing I remember about that class, and <laughs> uh, that's no shot, Mr. Hannah is taking ricochet shots here, but like uh, we watched The Dark Knight Rises in that class because it was a oh, direct shit. representation of the book, A Tale of Two Cities. A Tale of Two Cities, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and that, we were supposed to read that book. I very much did not read that book. Um but I just thought that was cool. It's like you're you're making an iconic com- comic book character based off a piece of like, um, you know, renowned lit- uh, literary work. It's just like yeah. it's cool how you can kind of like, you know, combine those two to make it appealing. And that, that's kind of my, uh, you know, uh, appeal to Logan. And obviously, Logan's a great movie on its own. But on its own. Just the appreciation I have for ha- the direction they took for that character. And obviously wrapping up that storyline is, is very cool. And it's just, a, uh, you know, you used the word earlier, like the gruff, like it's just, he's just fucking over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's a very good job. He's like, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Um, all right. My recommendation is Snowpiercer. Uh, this Ooh. is on Netflix starring Chris Evans. Uh, it was, I don't know if it was the first movie but um at least it was pre-parasite movie from uh bong joon ho uh you know uh kind of media darling after you know he made his oscar awards kiss now kith um kith. <laughs> it's obviously you know he's now an academy award winning director but snowpiercer was really fucking good and, and i bring it up because it um like the matrix right there there's a the Matrix wants you to ask questions, right? The movie wants you in, like, wants the audience to ask questions. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the goal of the movies is to, to kind of question everything. Like throughout the whole franchise, it's like, you know, especially when they're talking to the Oracle, oh, you're not asking the right question. Oh, I expect you to ask that question. Oh, I suppose that's the yeah. question that really matters. Like the, you know, idea for you to question everything is is recurring theme throughout those movies. Snowpiercer kind of like, it is the same. It doesn't ask you to question things, but it's like, it, it's a uh, kind of a, a deeper meaning, right? Basically the premise is no piercer is uh, it's an apocalyptic world. And the only remaining humans on earth are on this train that circles the globe. Like the train's right. always running because like uh, the world is just uh, I- inhabitable, if that's even a word. Um, and so like everyone's on the train, but there is kind of that like class system on the train. So like the rich people are up near the, the front and then you kind of get the middle class and then you get the lower class that have to eat slop and, you know, have poor living conditions or are turning on each other and shit like that. And so it's a message about like the class society, obviously in the real world with the rich people doing the rich people things and, you know, everyone else having to deal with the, the actions of the, you know, so it's a deeper meaning, but it's done so in a very subtle way that's not too in your face and it's Mm -hmm. a very you know powerful message for it and same way with parasite like parasite is one of the two movies i have that are is a hundred out of a hundred and you know snowpiercer kind of does the same thing granted i love parasite but like you know i still love snowpiercer too it's just like it does kind of the same thing where it's like it's trying to send a message but it's not so in your face that it's like all right like i fucking mm-hmm. get it like it, it, it's done in a, a very you know compelling way so 
Uh, I like it. I thought Chris Evans, it's one of his stronger performances in any movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really good. It's probably a um, 90, we'll say 94 out of 100. Like it, it's, it's, it's really good. I got to finish that actually. I, I don't even know why I haven't finished it. The ending's very good. Okay, uh, cool. I, there is a series on FX that I heard is terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Heard about and, that. And it's not even like an extension of the movie. It's literally like they just remade the movie into a series, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> watch the movie. Don't watch the series. Uh, the movie's really good. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend 94 out of 100 for me. But all right. Now that is it for the episode. <laughs> Fox, you got anything else before we go? Yeah, I'll be uh, waiting for Ma- Matrix uh, reparations next. So hopefully that <laughs> comes around the corner. <laughs> Can you imagine if uh, that that's actually what they? I I would kind. Of, I talked about how like I don't want them to do a fifth. I would kind of be intrigued to see what <laughs> Matrix reparations would be. <laughs> Directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh man. All right, that does it for this episode. Watch the Kingsman in theaters. Uh, you, I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, post on on our Twitter when the next episode's coming out. But that will be our next review whenever we do have another episode, whether it's next week or the week after. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Major Motion Cast to get all the latest news, trailers, updates, uh, just general bullshit that we we tweet. It's always an entertaining follow. You can follow Fox on Twitter at Fox and Fanatic. Myself at National Ace. Oh, by the way, I went viral. Haha. <laughs> ah, you did. I did. So eat shit. Uh, <laughs> two can play this game. <laughs> but follow us on Twitter. Stay up to date with all the latest movie news and, and whatnot. And now and, Nick is pregnant. And now I am pregnant. So I got to go. <laughs> got to go. All right, guys. Appreciate listening. This has been a major motion podcast. We will catch you next week or the week after. Mm-hmm.